the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast, another very busy week happening in the city and surrounding areas. If you've missed anything, make sure you head over to lfpress.com. Tons of stories there and in the pages of the London Free Press. Of course, breaking news always happening over on Twitter as well at LF Press. Make sure you stay up to date with that. I'm excited today. It's a new face joining the podcast. I am joined by London Free Press reporter Dale Crothers. Dale, how are you today? I'm good, Lindsay. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, I wish it was under not so heavy circumstances. You and Randy Richmond wrote a really great piece about the latest death of an inmate uh, at the Elgin Middlesex Detention Center. For anybody who has kind of missed this story, do you want to just give us a brief overview of this? Because it's pretty recent. Um, it started Canada Day. Uh, yeah, it started Canada Day. There was a crash on the Highway 401 near Woodstock, right by the En Route Service Center. And um, two people were injured in the crash and the driver fled the scene. He was later arrested and taken to the hospital. It turned out his name was Brandon Marchant and he was transferred to the Elgin Millsex Detention Center from the hospital. And he was found unresponsive in his cell at the jail, taken to the hospital, put on life support and he ended up dying on July 6th. And his death is the 19th at EMDC since 2009. And it really sparked this large protest movement, the largest protest movement against the jail in recent years. Um, there was a protest in a few weeks ago at the EMDC that drew around a thousand people, including uh, dozens of members of outlaw motorcycle gangs, the Hells Angels, their support club, the gatekeepers. And that's because Marchant's um, brother is alleged to be a full patch member of the London Hells Angels. Right. And the latest update with this story now is the SIU, which for anybody who doesn't know, investigates all police involved shootings, deaths, serious injuries, allegations of sexual assault, stuff like that, has now said that police are clear. There was no um, fault from police with regards to Marchant's death. Now, his mom has spoken out and said that wasn't really a question. They weren't ever really concerned about police, which is where I feel this story is kind of interesting. It's the guards everybody's kind of looking at now. Is that right? Um, you're correct. This this finding by the SIU really came as no surprise to anyone. They're mandated to investigate anytime someone is seriously injured or dies. Um, because Marchant died, the SIU invoked its mandate and investigated Oxford County OPP officers involved in his arrest. They never said how many officers they were investigating, but the director of the SIU um, yesterday issued a report saying there's no evidence to suggest uh, the police officers played any role in his death. So he terminated the investigation um, and didn't release any additional information really. The only thing that I found to be significant about yesterday's release by the SIU, it said uh, Marchant returned the car and took bags from it before he fled. So that was really the only new piece of information. Um, and a lot of people were upset um, because they said, why were police cleared? But um, those who follow the story know the focus has always been on the actions of the guards at the Elgin Sex Detention Center. 
uh, two inmates alleged that Marchant was assaulted by guards um, prior to be founding on responsive. Um, so that's kind of been the main issue here. Um, and we're going to have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, the autopsy has been completed, but the results are not yet finalized. And uh, the coroner's office is investigating the death as they always do. And London police are assisting them in their investigation. So I guess my big question is, what happens now? How long does this typically take for London police to investigate, to get any kind of answers? Because I think anytime somebody dies, whether they are detained or not, eyebrows are raised and people want answers. It, it's going to be a lengthy process, likely. Um, the office of the chief coroner um, will determine the cause of death and the manner of death. And if it's determined that it wasn't natural, um, then... Uh, that could change things and they will hold an inquest which is essentially a large investigation in which they figure out what went wrong but blame isn't assigned um, there's also the possibility that london police could um, find something through their criminal investigation if they end up launching one of those we don't know we don't know what capacity police are investigating um, they're just assisting the coroner as they always do they may be investigating these allegations of assault. Again, they haven't said whether they are or not. So we don't know. So it's gonna be a wait and see type situation here. And we're gonna be waiting for some time. So people hoping to get answers soon are out of luck. As you mentioned before, this is not the first death um, at the Elgin Middlesex Detention Center of an inmate. Have we seen over the past year since 2009, any kind of uh, answers with regards to other inmates who have died? I know you, like you're saying, this is gonna take a while and it'll be a long process, but have we had answers about other inmates who have been in a similar situation? Um, yeah, yes, we have had some answers in cases where inquests are called. That's um, probably the best avenue for examining these deaths. Um, because of the 19 deaths, many of these weren't homicides. They weren't determined to be suspicious. They relate to drug overdoses, suicides, um, medical issues. But that doesn't mean things didn't still go wrong and there wasn't some wrongdoing involved in these deaths. So past inquests have been called and inquests are really in-depth um, investigations. Uh, they last days, sometimes weeks. Um, people testify, evidence is gathered. But again, it doesn't result in criminal charges or um, blame of any kind. So that, that's one avenue to get information. Um, and then of course there has been other uh, criminal cases uh, in relation to the death of Adam Cargis, an inmate who was killed at EMDC. Um, his uh, killer was tried and convicted. So there were answers in that case, but that's a rare one. Many of, the, many of these other cases, there hasn't been inquests called. So the loved ones of these deceased inmates are left wondering. And often as we see in cases like this, uh, rumors and speculation fill the void when you don't have information. And th that's even the case with um, this latest death of Marchant. There's a lot of misinformation circulating around, a lot of misunderstandings. Um, a perfect example is yesterday after the SIU cleared police in his death, um, a lot of people were outraged and saying it was a cover up. But what they're not understanding is that the police clearly played no role in this death whatsoever. He was transferred to the hospital and taken to EMDC alive. Um, and that's why they were cleared. So. The biggest issue here is just a misunderstanding of how these systems work, and that, that's understandable. I'm a crime reporter, so I have a good understanding of them, as does Randy, who's been reporting on the jail for over a decade. But the average citizen doesn't really get it, and 
like I said, in the absence of information from officials, rumors and speculation fill the void. People jump to conclusions and make a lot of baseless allegations, as we're seeing here. Absolutely. And I don't, not to speculate, but I don't think it would be hard. Like you said, over a thousand people showed up to protest. Um, I know that Marchant's stepmom has said, this is going to continue until she gets some kind of answers. Are we seeing any more traction or did the pot kind of already reach boiling point and things are now just fizzling out with regards to demonstrators at the jail? And that was definitely the peak of the protest movement. A thousand people, they went on the grounds of EMDC, um, there was motorcycles, they were doing burnouts in the parking lot. Um, there was a lot of outrage in the crowd. You could see it, people yelling at the jail, giving the jail the finger. Uh, they hauled a motorcycle up in front of the entrance and did a burnout in front of it. And of course you have the presence of the Hells Angels, um, which is very significant. Um, and since then there have been nightly protests outside the jail, but usually only 10, 20 people at the most. And they're there nightly when the guards do their shift change. So there is um, some tension as the guards come out. These protesters yell at them. Sometimes the guards have yelled back. Police have been brought in to monitor these nightly protests. So there's police there every night just to keep a lid on things. And there's been no significant events there. Um, police said they have launched several investigations related to it, but no one's been charged and there hasn't been any violence. Well, that's good to hear, at least. Approximately how many people work at the jail? Because I think there is some misconception. Like you said, you're a crime reporter. You are in the thick of it day in, day out. I think there's a lot of misconception with regards to police versus guards and them being two separate entities altogether. Yeah, um, OPSU is the union that represents jail guards, and they represent over 300 guards at EMDC. So there's a significant number of employees there. And um, the inmate population fluctuates, but it's between two and 400, depending on what's happening at the jail. They're trying to, um, uh, they're trying to deal with some overcrowding issues there during COVID and they've been reducing the population. So I'm not sure what the exact figure is at now, but it's definitely down from around 400 a couple of years ago. Good to know. I know you said this is going to be a lengthy process. Is there a rough timeline people can expect if they are following this story for when we may see answers? I know you had mentioned the autopsy's done, but hasn't been released yet. No definitive answers. Is there a ballpark timeline? There's really no timeline, but the autopsy results will be released to the immediate family of the deceased. So they'll get that autopsy report. Um, that isn't released to the public or the media. If the family wants to share it with the media, um, that's something we'd be interested in and something we've done in past cases, but they'll be the first to know. Um, other than that, everyone's just gonna have to wait on this one. Um, and that's something the president of OPSU, Smokey Thomas, urged everyone. He held a press conference a couple of weeks ago and he was asked about Marchand's death and he said he can't comment on because it's an active investigation. And he said, just wait for the coroner's report and other investigative agencies to come to their conclusions. Don't jump to conclusions because it's a very volatile situation right now. Emotions are running high. Um, if you follow some of these support groups on Facebook, you can just see that people are very emotional. Um, they believe what they believe regardless of what is said by officials and it just has a lot of potential for um, emotions to run high. Well, your piece along with Randy was fantastic. If anybody listening to this has missed it and they want to catch up with it, head over to lfpress.com. You can read all of the nitty gritty there. Dale, thank you so much for your time today and 
look forward to seeing another piece about this some follow-up if we get answers i know a lot of people myself included kind of wondering what's going on like i said this one kind of raised some eyebrows it seems to be happening too frequently so curious to see what happens with this thank you for your time today thanks lindsay i appreciate being on the show We'll be back again next week with another edition of the London Free Press Podcast. Don't forget, we are available all the time on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and of course, over at lfpress.com. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of the Free Press Podcast, talking about who knows what a lot goes down in a week. But until then, stay well. Stay well.